Welcome to season two of Employee Buzz, a podcast about reaching, engaging, and motivating employees. This season, we'll continue to bring you fresh perspectives and expert advice on employee communication. You'll hear from new guests about new topics. And as always, we'll finish with a fun game. Okay, let's dive right in. Here's your host, Alyssa Zeff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Employee Buzz. I am Alyssa Zeff, your live music fan, lake life lover, and amateur hiker. I say amateur because I only started a few years ago really getting into hiking. But all of these things are things that I'm really missing while we're still under quarantine. I'm here with Eric Goodman, an associate director here at Davis & Company. Eric is a video game enthusiast, a self-proclaimed Grateful Deadhead, and an avid hiker. He's not in amateur status with me. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about employee-centric communication. Right off the bat, I think we need to help our listeners understand what we mean here. So let's start with a quick definition. When we say employee-centric communication, what does that mean? Absolutely. So for me, employee-centric communication means focusing your messages on what employees want or need. So essentially helping them keep up with information that's necessary for their work or that builds upon the culture. I think that's right on. I think it really is about understanding what and how they need to succeed. And it's about messaging, it's about the right channels, and it's really about knowing your employees and each employee is different. Each organization's employees are different. So it's really understanding the mix of employees in your organization and customizing your communication to them. Exactly, well said. Eric, why do you think it's important to have this employee-centric mentality for internal communications? Well, when you're talking about internal communications, employees are your most important audience, right? They're the ones very busy getting the work done. So anything on top of that day-to-day work is extra. So as a communicator, you want to think about employees' wants and needs, then create communication to support them and make things easier. You don't want to start sending them anything that will take too much time away from their day. Because again, like I said, they have a day job. That makes a lot of sense. So this seems kind of obvious. If you're in employee communications and that's part of your role, you need to focus on employees when you're communicating with them. So what are people struggling with when it comes to this? I think that often communicators work with a lot of different stakeholders and each has their own unique needs, whether they're leaders or heads of departments. You can get very wrapped up in the day-to-day that you forget the people on the other end of your communication. So what I mean by this is, let's say the head of HR contacts you and it has a message that needs to go out immediately. That urgency doesn't give you the proper time to consider your audience factors like, does this have the right focus? Are action items clear? Is this going out through the right channel at the right time? So you can easily lose your audience if the communication doesn't focus on them. If it's not relevant or easy to follow, employees won't pay attention. Worse yet, you lose credibility and they won't pay attention to your messages moving forward either. I think that's a great point. To build on that, I think another big struggle is that people in these roles aren't taking the time to get to know their audiences. And the way to do that is through really good measurement, to understand what works, what doesn't, what's on their minds, what's important, how they access information. All of that is just vital data 
that's going to help you create communication that resonates. Um, so I think the struggle that I see the most is people prioritizing understanding their audiences in real meaningful ways. Right. You have to move away from, I have to get this out and have to start moving towards, is this helpful for them? Right. Let's bring this to life. I mean, what does it really look like in practice? What can you do to focus on what employees want and need? At Davis and Company, we talk about this all the time. We say, be an expert, not an order taker. So there's always going to be topics that you have to communicate, but how they're communicated is up to you. So you know the communication system at your disposal, and you can determine the best channel to use. And I think you really need to use your expertise paired with data to make your case. Let me give an example. For instance, a leader may ask you to prepare an email, but maybe you don't think an email is the best method because in the past, these messages only received a 40% open rate and 20% click-through rates. So instead, you can use that data and suggest back to the leader, maybe post a short video message because we see that those typically get about 80% of users on the internet. So they really can't argue with the data. That's great. You know, the last time you were here, our topic was storytelling. And I think that really connects to what we're talking about today because employee-centric communication needs to be engaging. And one of the key elements of that is telling a story. Stories really help people embrace and understand and connect with content. Things like examples and interviews and really bringing those to life really help people see themselves in the communication, which is the key to employee-centric communication, which is they feel it, they connect with it, they understand it. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think are some of the most common mistakes when communicating to employees and what can be done to fix them? You know, you mentioned our last storytelling podcast that we did together, and I think we talked about this then as well. One of the biggest mistakes is using dry and formal language, which automatically puts your audience at arm's distance. You know, I would say do the flip side of that. Use simple, casual language and help them understand. Never use jargon. Really explain things in the most simple way possible because you shouldn't need a glossary to understand an email. I think that's such a great point. And building on that, lengthy content just needs to go away. I mean, it's got to be short, clearly call out action items, nothing that takes too much time, as you mentioned, out of their regular day. It's got to be something that they can easily scan and digest and find out the important information. Definitely. I think another challenge is when communicators try to use a blanket approach to reach all employees. Like you said earlier, you need to do the research and figure out who your employees are and what are their wants and what are their needs. So if you have employees that are working in sales, they might not get the same messages from the employees that are in manufacturing. They have very different needs, so you don't want to send them the same exact message. You know, and just to reiterate, the less that pertains to them, the less they're going to pay attention. Such a great point. One of the things that I think is a big mistake is communicators seeing themselves as sort of the pusher of news. That was a long time ago when it was the role of the communicator to share news. But by the time the communicator shares it, news is old already. In fact, it's not relevant. So what I really think communicators should be focusing on is what does this mean? What does it mean for their role? What does it mean to the organization? What does it mean for the company overall. And I think 
one of the things that's been very interesting as we have gone through the COVID-19 pandemic this year is this shift has already happened or needed to happen by urgency for internal communications. And I hope it's something that really sticks. Communicators seeing themselves as not needing to share news, but share relevant, what does this mean? What's going on? Yeah. And just to build upon that, you kind of mentioned that whole news approach is really an old mentality for internal communications. I think that also kind of speaks to how technology changes. It used to be very one-way communication. So it would be top-down, we're pushing communications out. But as different tools become available to make it more of a dialogue, people have adapted their communication strategies to hear back from the employees as well. That's such a great point. I like to say, don't think of yourself as a distributor of information. Think of yourself as a facilitator of conversations. You can share information that starts dialogues, that starts conversations. It's about letting go of control a little bit, but employees want to talk to each other. They want to be heard and listened to as much as they want to receive information. And looping that back to storytelling, that face-to-face interaction is going to get them to remember the content more than if they had read it in an email. Absolutely. So last question, if you could give just one piece of advice to our listeners to help them have more of an employee-centric mentality, what would it be? Well, I think the key takeaway is before you create any communications, before you put pen to paper, think carefully about your audiences. Break them down into groups, consider what each needs to know, believe, and do. And then once you do create communications, make sure it supports those objectives. That's great advice. I think being objective-based is so critical. Eric, thank you for taking the time to join us again here on Employee Buzz. And now it is time to spin the wheel of games. You ready? I'm ready. This is my favorite part. Okay, (laughs) give it a big spin. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Today we are going to play real or fake. Wow, that is really convenient. It is. You know, for those who don't know, this is a game where we read headlines to each other and we have to guess whether or not they're real or fake headlines. And as luck would have it, I just happened to put together a list of partially real and partially fake headlines that I have right here. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, that's perfect. (laughs) Okay, so we will take turns. Why don't you go first? Okay, this one seems pretty relevant. Toilet paper cake saves bakery. I'm going to say real. And that one, scarily enough, is in fact real. Wow. Okay. State population to double by 2040, babies to blame. I'm going to go ahead and say that's fake. That is real. Oh, wow. (laughs) Some quality journalism right there. (laughs) That's kind of scary, too. (laughs) Okay. The most expensive cup of coffee is made with cat poop. Oh, God, I hope that's fake. I'm going to say fake. Unfortunately, that one's real, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Federal agents raid gun shop, find weapons. (laughs) That's just weird enough to be real. It is real. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, next one. Plumber finds wedding ring complete with finger in clogged pipe. That's real. No, that one's fake. (laughs) That actually sounds like it could happen. 
Skittles used instead of salt to help clear ice and snow from roads in Canada. You know, my instinct says, says fake, but I'm going to go with real because it's nope. just way too That's out there. fake. Uh, <laughs> go with your gut, I guess. <laughs> NASA fixes probe on Mars by whacking it with shovel. I'm going to go with real. That one is 100% real. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sort of NASA-esque it's in its like genius simplicity. Yeah. It's like in the scene in Armageddon with the guy who smacks everything to make it work again. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian guy, you know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I just don't want to do my impression. Okay, don't. Elderly woman trains 65 cats to steal from her neighbors. That's got to be fake. Even 65 cats is pushing it. <laughs> yes, that is fake. <laughs> okay, one more each. Okay. Desperate for sports, family live streams backyard snail race. Oh, God, I hope that's true. No, that one's fake. I made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch that. I did somewhat get addicted to marble racing, which is a thing on YouTube, and I can't stop watching. <laughs> Desperate okay. times. Last one. Police in Germany rescue man chased by baby squirrel. Oh, that has to be real. I hope that's real. It is totally real. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was awesome. Well... Eric, this was a lot of fun. Thank you again for being here. Always a pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks for joining us on Employee Buzz, where we laugh and learn. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to your podcast platform, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play, and click subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode. Catch you next time.